We are all trying to save money on flights every way we can, and luckily, App in the Air is here to help. If you're not seeing any award availability and you're looking to save on pretty much any cash flight, you can download the app for free by using the link in the show notes and get 20% off of your next flight, up to $50 off per booking, when you book directly through App in the Air by using the code GeoBreeze at checkout. Thank you to App in the Air for partnering with this episode of the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. Welcome to the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast, a show for anyone wanting to level up their travel hacking lifestyle. I'm your host, Julia Menez. I'm a travel hacker, coach, speaker, Filipina-American ENTJ who loves solid travel gear and using shortcuts on spreadsheets. On this show, I'm on a mission to bring you travel hackers from all walks of life to help you level up your travel hacking game. We dive into credit cards, miles, points, strategy, mindset, and the secrets behind how to travel the world for next to no cost. So let's get hacking. Thanks to the customer bill of rights that we have, if you automatically, I believe it's like a three or four hour delay, you automatically get $50 of travel bank credit just sent to you. And then it goes up to all the way to $200. So that automated process is really nice because with other airlines, you might have to file a claim. It takes forever. You never know if you're going to get approved. But with JetBlue, if there's a delay, which it has been pretty often recently, obviously with a lot of the airline, um, you know, cancellations and delays, but you will kind of get your money back. I remember one time I flew to Jamaica on JetBlue and the flight was delayed like eight hours. For me, it was okay because I was like, I'll just spend more time at the resort. It's fine. And my flight was like 150 and then I got a $200 credit and I was like, wow, I just made money. Hey there, points people. You just heard a clip from Stella Sean from Stella J. Sean. Stella has been a longtime aviation and points and miles enthusiast and she currently works in corporate communications at JetBlue. Prior to this role, she has freelanced and written full-time for the Points Guy. She can not only tell you about maximizing points and miles for dream trips, but from the unique angle of working inside the aviation industry, and how points and miles are incredibly important to use even when you get free, space-available flights from the airline and its partners. In this episode, Stella and I dive into the True Blue Loyalty Program and how you can get some incredible points experiences with JetBlue. Everything from cheap $39 flights to experiencing the luxurious JetBlue mint cabin across the Atlantic. Quick note though, this episode was recorded before the news about the JetBlue and Spirit merger, so we don't touch on that in this episode. If you're looking to book flights on JetBlue, Chase Ultimate Rewards points transfer to JetBlue as well as many additional hotel and airline partners. The Chase Sapphire Preferred is one of the most popular starter cards for people looking to get into the game of points and miles, and that sign-up bonus can cover quite a few JetBlue short-haul flights, especially during the flash sales. Remember, if you decide to apply for the Chase Sapphire Preferred or any other card, never ever ever apply directly through Google. Always use a friend or creator's referral link. If you're interested in supporting this show when you apply for your next card, check out geobreezetravel.com slash cards. And we have a link to the Chase Sapphire Preferred for you in the show notes as well. And now, on with the show. Hey Stella, welcome to the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. Hi, so glad to be here. I'm so excited to chat with you and to talk about one of my favorite programs, JetBlue, which I feel like people don't talk about enough because there aren't like a ton of those outsized redemptions. But I think for day-to-day travel, it's actually one of my favorites and one of the best. Before we jump all into talking about JetBlue and everything, tell us about yourself first and how did you get into the game of points and miles? Sure. So I'm Stella. For those of you who don't know me, I am currently working at JetBlue. It's one of the easiest programs to like 
gain a ton of points. I feel like some other airline programs just kind of takes a while to earn a lot of points, but I feel like JetBlue is pretty generous in terms of if you fly a lot, if you spend a a lot on the credit card, you can earn a ton of points. But yeah, so I work at JetBlue. I am in corporate communications and I manage the internal comms. I didn't fly too much growing up, but I've always had a huge interest in it. Like it always fascinated me. So in college, I was like, okay, how do I fly more and how do I, you know, get on my, get to the airplane. And pretty much I realized that, you know, points and miles is kind of the answer. It's one of the answers. If you don't have it, you know, a ton of money, you know, if you have the right credit card, if you manage, you know, your finances, well, you can really maximize your everyday spend to fly a ton more. When you were first getting started in the game, what were a couple of mistakes that you made where you were like, Oh, anybody listening, don't make the same mistakes I did. Yeah. I think, I mean, I was scared to understand the whole game. So I opened an airline credit card, which is fine. And I highly recommend, you know, people do that if they have like a preferred airline. But for me, that was, you know, JetBlue and then Delta. And I was just so kind of scared to branch out from that. So I would put all of my spend on that one credit card, which for a lot of people works for them. They don't like to manage like five, six, seven, plus credit cards. But I feel like if I, you know, was able to open a general credit card at first, you know, Chase Ultimate Rewards, Amex earlier, then I would have been able to travel a ton more. And yeah, so I would say that was kind of my biggest regret. But I feel like anyone who's just getting started, of course, you are a little bit apprehensive and you want to open a credit card that's kind of more comfortable to you. But I would say don't be afraid to to branch out and really dive in with those programs because that's really where you'll get the most value. When you were looking for internships, were you specifically targeting JetBlue? Like, oh my God, I really like this airline. I really want to work for this company. Or was it more of, I'm interested in this industry? Or was it more like so many college students, I will take a job. Who is hiring? <laughs> which, which of the three buckets was it? So I studied journalism. So I know my primary interest was writing, whether that be short form writing, long form, just anything that would get my name on a publication or my name out there. So that was number one. Number two was travel. And so I feel like when it came to the travel industry, opportunities tend to be slim if you are just jumping in. But I feel like airlines, you know, they have set up internship programs. I wanted to live in New York too. So it just kind of all made sense. I mean, JetBlue's based here. It's an airline I flew with often. So I applied not even, I had no connections. It's funny because everyone in that program had, you know, some sort of connection, like whether their dad was the neighbor of the CEO or like, or like just some sort of like familial connection. I was just like, I just applied because I was truly passionate. And I think that's kind of why I got the job. One of like JetBlue's five core values is passion. And so I really just kind of would not stop talking about how much I loved it. And it kind of worked out. So yeah, I I guess it was kind of a mixture of everything, you know? Very cool. So when you were getting into the world of points and miles, what was one of the first trips that you got to take on points where you were like, oh, wow, this is really cool. Tell us more about that business class trip that you took. You said you were 19 when you took that business class trip? I was 19. And this was back when Delta Sky Miles were a lot more lucrative. And obviously now it takes like 500,000 miles one way to fly business. But it was actually to South Korea, which was really cool. It was the second time I'd been in my life. I'm actually Korean. So 
you know, it had been 10 years. I wanted to splurge. I was traveling alone and I had basically saved up everything from the the welcome bonus to all the spend I had in like about a year or so, a year and a half on the card. And I can't remember exactly how many miles. It certainly wasn't 500,000, but I found like a really good deal, like out of Las Vegas actually. So, you know, I just had to get my gut over there, but yeah, I mean, that kind of opened my eyes to that. And I was like, okay, if I can do this with one program, which is Delta, I can probably do this with others. And then, you know, you kind of go into this deep spiral on the internet where you read all these guides and you, you figure out, oh, maybe these programs are actually better. So I would say it was, it was a decent redemption, of course. Like when you're 19 business class, like you can't really complain, but I think it, I kind of realized after like, oh, okay, I could have maybe done this in a different way, maybe easier. Maybe I didn't have to spend like 150,000 or whatever miles it was back in the day. So Cool. So let's talk a little bit about JetBlue sweet spots. If somebody does have JetBlue miles or they have something transferable like Chase Ultimate Rewards, or they got a JetBlue credit card back in the day and they're like, what do I actually do with these points? What are some of the best ways to use them? Yeah. So JetBlue's program, how it's set up, it's, you know, not based on necessarily like, like it's all based on the ticket values. So if it's like a hundred dollar ticket, you can expect to get around 1.3 cents, maybe 1.4 cents per, you know, point. So it's all tied to the value, which, you know, for a lot of points and miles enthusiasts, they don't like that because, you know, you don't get that outsized five, six, seven points value. But I still find that very valuable because I find that like, you know, straightforward, really easy to understand. And you can just really get some good values out there. So I would say some of the sweet spots is actually look for those like JetBlue does these sales like a couple times a year. Like I I know the Halloween sale, it's like $31 fares, which is crazy, right? Like even cash, maybe you prefer to pay cash instead. But you can find when it's the $31 fares and it's blue basic, which basically means basic economy, you know, bare bones. You can't pick a seat. You can't bring a carry on, whatever. But if, if you actually use your points and you redeem it for blue, you can actually find some fares for like two, 3,000 points, which I find that fantastic. And, you know, the blue basic fares maybe are $31. The blue fare, which, you know, you get most of the, the perks is probably double that. But, you know, if it's 2000 points, I feel like that's a fantastic deal. So I would say look out for those sales that happen every so often. You can actually get even a better deal with your points as well as just like, I love to use JetBlue points one way. Let's say I'm going to LA from New York and it's cheaper JetBlue one way. And then on the way back, maybe it's cheaper on American or Delta. Definitely look at when there's sales. You can use your points too and get even an even better value for blue, which nobody really likes basic economy nowadays. So, Yeah, there's a couple of really good tips in there. So for anything that's revenue-based like Southwest or JetBlue, where it is just tied to the cash price of the ticket, following the social media accounts on Instagram or Twitter or something and finding these sales. I remember there was one in January, all of the $30 flights, $50 flights. And we booked one in January to fly to Boston from Newark over the 4th of July, which that I don't know what that flight was actually going for if you tried to book it the week before. But summer 2022, flights were pretty expensive, guys. So I'm going to guess it was probably a $500 flight, $400 flight, round trip per person. And we got two flights for $200 or something like that. And we just paid money for those. But I know it is a challenge for a lot of people where you flew with an airline a couple times, you earn some points and you're like, okay, what do I do with 5,000 points? Because if you earn 
5,000 points with Emirates, it's very hard to do anything with that unless you're actually in the Middle East, hopping through different countries there. Same with if you earn points with something like Singapore Airlines or anything else that's not really based in the US, it's really hard to do anything meaningful with five or 6,000 points. It's like having a coupon for $100 off where everything in the store is going to be at least $300. But with JetBlue, like you mentioned, it's so easy to get little flights for two or $3,000. And sometimes it's just those quick wins that feel really good where you're like, I'm going to take a free flight down to Washington, D.C. or Florida or something just for a day trip or a weekend trip. And it's free. So I think that's a really fun thing to do with JetBlue too. Yeah. And I would say, like I said earlier, I think JetBlue points are some of the easiest to earn. Like I said, the credit card, the JetBlue Plus card is actually fantastic. And I'm not just saying that because I work there, but I mean, you can earn like it, it's really stacks on top of each other on top of, you know, JetBlue offers, I, I believe it's three X points just for booking directly with JetBlue. And then on top of that, if you have the credit card, like it's a crazy value. And then on top of that, you could also leverage the shopping portals, the dining portals, which if you spend $100 at Nike, you get 300 points. That doesn't seem significant. But if a flight is only two or 3,000 points, when you find that really good deal, like, you know, that really, it really adds up quickly. So I highly just recommend like looking at all the different ways you can earn points because JetBlue is one of the easiest programs to redeem for such few points. Yeah, that's a really good point because... As you were talking about the point stacking, you do get three points per dollar just for actually booking your flight. If you have the credit card, JetBlue Plus, JetBlue Business, one of those, you get another three points there. If you have Mosaic status, it's another three points there. So they will stack super quick. And speaking of Mosaic status, can we talk a little bit about how can somebody earn that? Because it's actually one of the easiest flight statuses to earn which means you can status match to other airlines that are harder to earn, which is how I got Delta Platinum, even though I think I've taken two Delta flights in the last two years, is I matched from my JetBlue Mosaic. So let's talk a little bit about that status, what it gets you and how you can get there. Sure. So Mosaic is really interesting because, you know, it's for now, there's only one level. I mean, there is Mosaic Plus that they introduced this year. It's kind of temporary where they're trialing these benefits. I can't really say more than that, but Basically, like, you know, it's been for a while, just one level. So that means when you're status matching to other programs, you could match, like you said, up to platinum, which is fantastic with Delta. And so it's really, I highly encourage people to shoot for Mosaic. And again, like you said, it's really easy. How I got Mosaic actually. So, you know, with the JetBlue Plus card, if you spend $50,000 or more in the card, you automatically get Mosaic, which $50,000 is a lot. And you probably don't want to necessarily spend all that on a JetBlue card. But you should wait out for the end of the year. If you're like close to getting Mosaic, but you're like not quite there and you have the credit card, they actually send targeted emails towards the end of the year. I want to say like around October, they're like, if you spend $5,000 on the card, you get X amount of Mosaic qualifying points. If you send $10,000, you know, you get this much. And then $15,000, you automatically get Mosaic. So it maybe if you want to hold out for that, I mean, spending $15,000 on a card, might kind of seem outrageous for like just that short amount of time, but that automatically gets you Mosaic for the whole next year. And so that's how I leveraged it. I was so close. I waited for that opportunity and I got those final Mosaic qualifying points because I knew I wasn't going to be flying anymore the rest of the year. And yeah, like I said, 
if you also just fly with them, like you earn the mosaic qualifying points really easily as well. There's also like really fun bonuses that they give. So I know there's like the take three. It's pretty much like if you take like three long haul flights, they'll give you like more bonus points. And so, yeah, there's just a lot of incentives. It's pretty easy to earn. And then once you get that, like you said, status matching is really amazing. And also I've status matched to international programs, which have opened up, you know, other uh, benefits with like alliances. So I would say, yeah, getting Mosaic has been fantastic. And my favorite perk is that you can get those even more space seats for free. And, you know, I love those, even though I'm pretty short and 5'2", like having those seats is a game changer, especially if you're like flying long haul New York to LAX, as well as a whole suite of other perks. Yeah, that was new for 2022. I hope that they keep renewing this one. But one of the one of my favorite perks too is you just get automatic upgrades. And well, the way it works is you get a hundred percent points rebate on the even more space seat. So I think you reserve one of those premium economy seats for a hundred points or two hundred points, and then they'll just refund it back to your account. So my husband and I always get to sit near the front of the plane. You get free drinks. If you have any check bags, you can check your bags. So a whole bunch of fun just a little perks with Mosaic priority boarding, obviously. And then also different ways to earn it if you don't have the JetBlue Mosaic credit card, which would make it the easiest way to earn. But also you can earn 15,000 points in a calendar year, or you can take 30 flight segments and 12,000 points. I would definitely go with the former. That seems a lot easier given how easily JetBlue stacks with like we said, the credit card, just having Mosaic status anyway, if you're booking any JetBlue vacations, if you are shopping through the portal, you can get to 15,000 points pretty easily. And sometimes JetBlue is just really nice because in 2021, I think I was a couple flights short and they just said, we're going to gift you Mosaic status because flights were canceled all over the place. Here you go. And that was so nice of them. And then I was able to status match that. I, I think I have status with three or four different airlines mm -hmm. this year. And previously I had none of those just because I was able to get JetBlue Mosaic. It's definitely a great status to get just because it's so easy. Even if you're not using it at all and you're like, well, I really would rather have status with Delta or match to Singapore Airlines Gold if they have that promo or something like Air Italia or something. Okay. Just having one status and having it ready to go for any status matching is super good. Yeah. And I will say, especially with the Northeast Alliance partnership with American Airlines, it also opens a whole suite of perks on Americans. So if you don't fly JetBlue that often, obviously their route network is a lot more limited, but American Airlines is everywhere in the US. So I know Mosaic members, they also get up to two free checked bags on American flights. You can also get those main cabin extra seats. Like it pretty much translates over to that. So I would say the huge benefit of Mosaic now, I would say it's even more valuable than it ever was, is because of the Northeast Alliance status matching opportunities. And they're just making the program better and better. You know, like we said in 2022, they added all these new perks. There's even a newer tier of Mosaic. So it's just, I just feel like it's getting better. And obviously JetBlue is just growing across the board, you know, with the new London flights. We're launching Boston, London next month. So it just, it just keeps growing. So I highly, highly recommend getting it, not because it's so valuable, but also because it's really easy to get. Let's talk about those London flights, which I think is a great segue to talking about JetBlue Mint, which I have flown from JFK to London 
And this was also my first business class flight. So it probably ruined the rest of the business class flights for me because you have like a herringbone configuration where it's only one seat on each side of the aisle. So everybody has aisle and window access and the food is excellent. Mm -hmm. And my words are not going to do this justice. So please go through all of the photos that I've posted of JetBlue Mint on my Instagram. But tell us a little bit about the Mint product from your point of view. Have you flown this as well? Yeah. So when I interned at JetBlue a few years ago, we still could fly standby for free. And I ran with that. I absolutely, every single weekend, I didn't even spend a single weekend in New York City, honestly. And I was so excited to live in New York, but I was like traveling, New York, traveling beats it out. So I got mint seven times that summer, which I feel like is fantastic and for free, right? So yeah, so I would just go to LA for the day, you know, get some Korean food, hop back on the plane, find a flight that had some open mint seats. Obviously, sometimes it didn't work out. Sometimes I'd be beat out by full-time employees because there's like a whole priority list. But as an intern, I feel like I had it pretty good and obviously was spoiled as like someone who was still in college. But back then it was the old mint seats. Those are still flying and actually are on most mint routes. But the new mint seats that we're talking about that go to London, it's on the A321LR, which is basically means long range. And that is just mint redesigned. I mean, the, a classic mint product had won so many awards just for its price point. It was a lot cheaper than the legacy carriers. It actually brought down kind of business class fares across the board. The food is just excellent and the service, it's just like elevated. And so with the new Mint product, I like it even more now because it's all sweet, sweet seats, which basically means, you know, you have your own little private section and there's like a door and every single person has that. You don't have to like sit next to a stranger as well as, yeah, like there's tons of windows. I think I just flew it actually last week and it was like, you get two or three windows every single person. So anyone who likes to plane spot, it is a really amazing seat. And then it's fully life flat and obviously, and it's just really comfortable because like they use tuft and needle products. Like they really thought deeply about, you know, which products are we going to use? The amenity kits are really thoughtful because, you know, they're thinking about amenities that will refresh you and just really just all across the board. I think that they put a lot of effort into it. And hopefully, you know, as we get more planes delivered, we can have more of those seats. But for now, those are only going to London. And when we launch Boston, London next month, you can also find it there. But, you know, as we grow, we can hopefully get some more. We're also, we ordered, we ordered the uh, XLR Airbus that might take like a few years, but you know, hopefully that'll take us further into Europe and then you'll find more mint products everywhere. So yeah, really love that. And yeah, like I said, as an employee, you get to stand by for free. So for London, you do have to pay taxes, but I mean, basically getting a, a mint seat for $250 is not that bad, I would say. That is one of the greatest employee perks I've ever heard of. So a couple tips for anybody flying mint. Number one, those blankets that you have are so warm. They're like way cozier than anything else. So if you're flying mint, pack athletic shorts or pajama shorts because I was not ready for how warm it actually gets. It was the first time I had ever used a business class blanket. I'm just used to like the paper towels that they give you in economy when crossing an ocean. So be ready for it to be warm. And then bring like a canvas grocery bag or something to take all of the stuff that they give you. They they load you up with like souvenirs on this flight. So you have your amenity kit, which I love, by the way, that it's in a cardboard packet mm-hmm. rather than 
one of those plastic vinyl bags, which I know they're super cute and it's super luxurious if it's Bulgari or something like that. But I do like that it's very thoughtful where you guys say like, hey, here's a nice eye mask. Here's some really excellent moisturizer. The lip balm's super good. The gold bond lotion, all of the actual products in the amenity kit are much better than a lot of other business class flights that I've flown. And it's in this like cardboard packet that's compostable. So it doesn't contribute as much to waste. I'm really into sustainability. So, and, and anything that flights can do to be more sustainable, given that there's so much carbon that's used with flying. So I love that you guys are doing this with the packets because I don't remember the statistics of how many amenity kits actually just get thrown out every time because people just don't take them, but they have to throw them away on Turkish airlines and Emirates and Singapore that like all of those leathery bags just get thrown out, which is super sad. Oh, they gave us these little souvenir pins that had words on them, like life ladder bust, which I thought was hilarious. They gave us breakfast packets to go like they served breakfast and then also gave us snacks where they said, Hey, here's a bottle of green juice and some granola bars and some canned coffee ready to go. And I was not prepared to carry all of this stuff off of the plane because I was not expecting them to give us that much stuff. But we had a little bit of a layover in London before continuing on to Europe. So we downed our coffee and our green juice and our granola bars. Actually, just talking to a friend, I said, I think in JetBlue Mint, you get way more meals and amenities and all these amazing things, more than even Singapore business. I actually flew that like two months ago and I only got like one meal. I was flying from Singapore to Sydney. They only give you one meal versus JetBlue Mint. They, they give you like so many meals, just like you're constantly full. They're always asking you, can I get you anything else? Like, do you want an extra of this? Like they're just, they just go above and beyond, which I really appreciate. Hey there. Some of the redemptions we talk about on this show sound incredible and aspirational, and I know Instagram can make it seem like points influencers are earning points effortlessly and endlessly, but the reality is that most people don't really have that much money to spend and don't want to open up that many credit cards, and I don't think the correct answer should be for me or any other influencer to just keep shilling out more cards while saying that sign-up bonuses are the end-all be-all. Am I wrong? On this show, we've discussed so many different ways to earn points while still staying within your budget. I'm actually putting together a series of tutorials with step-by-step guides for how to easily earn more points without opening 20 cards. If you're interested in getting early access and don't want to miss out on these strategies, check out geobreezetravel.com waitlist, which I have linked for you in the show notes. In the meantime, we also offer some next-level tips and tricks in the monthly masterclasses within the Patreon, and you can find a link to that in the show notes as well. This week's Patreon shout-out goes out to Betsy. Thank you for being a part of the GeoBreeze Travel Patreon community. And there are also some secret mint items that you can order, which I, it was news to me, but my boss told me recently. They have playing cards too that are like mint branded, which I need to get next time. But they have like all sorts of like secret mint goodies. You just have to ask. You just simply ask like, do you have anything else that you can get me? And they will happily give it to you. What are some examples of the secret mint goodies? Because I wish I knew about this before I flew mint. Yeah. I mean, it changes often. They have slippers, which you can request. They have, like I said, the playing cards was one that we had. And yeah, just like random, like mint branded stuff that they change all the time. I, yeah, I haven't asked for any of it, but they they like, like to do little surprises too. If you feel ever so inclined to ask for more. That is a really good tip. Mm-hmm. Also note, if you order cocktails in JetBlue Mint, they are strong. They are yeah. really strong. So calibrate accordingly. 
Yeah, at a certain point, I stopped drinking on mint altogether because they they really pour it down with the gin and the mint cocktails. So uh, they're delicious, but you will feel it after one. And with the food, what did I even have? First of all, I'm always impressed when somebody can make ice cream sundaes on a plane. And then they cook shrimp perfectly. I don't even know where these things are being cooked, but the shrimp was amazing. There was some pasta and like fall off the bone beef short rib thing. The food is top notch. I think it's tied in my mind with Turkish Airlines, which has an onboard chef. I don't know how they're preparing this stuff in mint, but it's it's so good. Yes, I don't know either. Well, they've obviously partnered with Dig in New York City. So, you know, the food is excellent because of that. But how they execute it, I actually don't know. And that would make for some great investigations for me. I am actually very curious, but it is always perfect, like you said. Yeah, I can't wait to fly this again. And it's often named the best way to fly transcontinental United States if you are doing Los Angeles to New York or you're flying to Boston, Seattle, Las Vegas, San Francisco. Were there any other airports that you guys fly mint routes in? Yeah, so we have actually some Caribbean ones. So New York to Aruba, it's only like once a week, but I think it's like on a Saturday. We also do like Liberia, Costa Rica, which is cool. Barbados. There's, yeah, just a, a whole suite of Caribbean ones, all from New York though. I mean, basically, I mean, we'd love to expand even more, but you know, we have very limited planes. We are a smaller airline, but you know, as we grow, maybe buying spirit soon, maybe that will be a possibility. One of the routes that I did not expect with JetBlue, and actually it might have been the first time I ever flew JetBlue, they fly to Peru. You guys fly all the way to Peru, not with Mint, but I was searching for cheap flights back from Peru because once upon a time I found a good flight deal to Peru, bought it, had no way back home. And I was like, oh God, I have to figure out how to get back. And I was like, oh, JetBlue flies here. And yeah, that was way further south than I expected you guys to fly, but that's a really good route too. Yeah. That's like one of, I think that is one of the furthest south or Ecuador, Guayaquil. I'm actually going to Medellin in Colombia next weekend, flying standby on us, which I didn't know we flew either. So you, it's very surprising. You know, you think, you know, it's a small airline. They only do domestic flights, but there's a lot of Caribbean. We do mostly visiting friends and family markets. So there's a lot of like Latin America, really fun places to explore. Me and a friend, we went to Guatemala recently. It was just it's amazing. Like you, and also like those flights tend to be actually cheaper and a great use of points because, you know, we have those flights, they don't sell out as often, but we still have them and uh, you can get some really good values. I think I, I found that Guatemala flight for like 9,000 points one way. I was like, perfect. This is great. All the way from New York, five hour flight. Yeah. No, I love JetBlue for a short haul flight. I feel like you guys are also one of the better ones these days for customer service when things get canceled or just delayed or just not according to plan in whatever way. Whereas Delta and American Airlines are kind of like, yeah, you know, it, it happens. It's the end. And JetBlue is like, here's your money back. Here it is refunded. And they're so fast with processing payments and everything. So shout out to you guys. Because even if it does cost a few more points or something, just the probability of something going wrong these days is so high. Yeah, thanks to the customer bill of rights that we have, if you automatically, I believe it's like a three or four hour delay, you automatically get $50 of travel bank credit just sent to you. And then it goes up to all the way to $200. So that automated 
process is really nice because with other airlines, you might have to file a claim. It takes forever. You never know if you're going to get approved. But with JetBlue, they, if there's a delay, which it has been pretty often recently, obviously with a lot of the airline um, sh- you know, cancellations and delays, but you will kind of get your money back. I remember one time I flew to Jamaica on JetBlue and the flight was delayed like eight hours. For me, it was okay because I was like, I'll just spend more time at the resort. It's fine. And my flight was like 150 and then I got a $200 credit and I was like, wow, I just made money. Hanging at a resort. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, sometimes it works in our favor. Sometimes, you know, you just want to get home, but at least there is that automated process. Like you are protected as a customer, even if you don't buy extra travel insurance. And it JetBlue brands itself as a low-cost carrier, but there, it's definitely different from the ultra-low-cost. Like, we try to bring some humanity back to air travel, and so we have all those protections. So We all appreciate yeah. humanity. <laughs> so I guess we kind of skipped over. If somebody wants to fly JetBlue Mint and they just search for it, straight on the website and they're like 200,000 points. No, I'm not a JetBlue employee. I can't afford this. What is the best way to afford that flight on points? So unfortunately, because it's revenue-based, it is pretty ridiculous to fly Mint. And actually the, the value per point is even lower versus like just flying normal economy. Like I think it's probably like one cent per point. So if the flight is $2,000, yeah, it's if you're kind of out of luck. I was going to say one of the best ways to book it is through Emirates, but I think they just nixed that. So unfortunately, like I would say like it's it's getting harder and harder. I think they pretty much want just revenue-based customers. So it is hard to cash out all your points. For that, I would say another, I know this isn't really points, but you know, look out for some deals like with some of the sales, I've, I found Mint for as low as like 550 one way, which I find, I feel like is a pretty good deal if you're flying, especially to like LA. And when, again, when those sales happen, everything's revenue-based. So you can score a Mint seat for maybe like 70,000 points, which again, not the best value in the world, but if you have a ton of JetBlue points to spare, that's a great, great option. So definitely just wait for the sales. Everything is revenue-based. So it's kind of predictable at this point. My trick for doing this because I definitely want to fly JetBlue Mint again and I check the prices and I'm like, oh God, no. So here's what I would do get an American Express Business Platinum card because you get 35% back rebates whenever you pay with points. So that will knock off 35% off of the points price that you're seeing on JetBlue. And then you're just going through the MX portal. So it's super easy to find availability that way. You can also stack that like I do with the $200 flight credit, incidental credit on JetBlue, because at least for the past three years that I've been doing this, you can buy one of those super cheap flights like Los Angeles to Las Vegas. It's $99 or something on your Amex Platinum credit through JetBlue. And if it's your preferred airline for your incidental credit, it will code as an incidental credit. So then you get that $99 refunded back. You can do this a couple of times. I think it might actually go up to $200. I always do 99 to be safe. But you get all that refunded back to your Amex Platinum. Then you just call JetBlue and be like, hey, I need to cancel this flight, but I'd like to take it as a travel voucher instead of getting refunded back to my card. Then you can just apply that $200 to your Mint credit as well. So between all of those different stacks, it does help to make it a little bit more affordable by using Amex tricks. Yeah, I love doing that trip credit thing. Hopefully that doesn't go away anytime soon. But I know with my Aspire, I did that this year. I don't have a platinum card, but 
I know all my my friends always choose JetBlue because it is one of the easiest way to get that flight credit. Yeah, I am always interested and scared of what perks JetBlue is going to add or take away each year because I feel like it's one of those where, oh, this is really cool. You should jump on it with JetBlue like this year for Mosaic people just for 2022. They did the 100% points rebate on the even more space seats. I'm going to be sad if that goes away. They gave complimentary founder card memberships, which I, I feel like I should use more than I've been using it. But when all of the status match things in Las Vegas were falling apart, founder's card came through. So I'm still able to get my $100 Caesars celebration dinner. If I ever get some bougie moisturizer, if I want to buy a Mercedes when I eventually need to buy a car again, they do have some nice discounts for that too. For anybody who's in England, they have complimentary upgrades on the Heathrow Express if you're taking that between Heathrow and Paddington Station. So you just get automatically upgraded to business first class with that. Some things that unfortunately went away, like you mentioned, the Emirates being able to book JetBlue with that. You used to be able to book Amtrak trains with JetBlue points. It was the only way to book Amtrak trains. And that's gone away now too. So JetBlue is one of those programs where they're always coming out with new stuff. And they're always taking away stuff. So right. it's one of those where I think people should really watch closely because it's it's one of those where people gloss over it a lot where they say, oh, there's not the outsized value that I can get with the award charts and everything. That's true. But there are all of these little perks that if you blink, you miss. And they can get you really, really good perks otherwise, like that Founders Card membership. If I ran my payments through Stripe. I could get so many payments for free doing that. If I wore suits, I could get a lot of discounted suits. If I drank super fancy champagne, I could get discounts on those. Or if I was just one of those people who didn't have a lot of hotel credit cards, then I could get a lot of free hotels or discounted hotels through Founders Card. But that perk I feel like is going away next year. So I'm excited to see what JetBlue has in store. Is there anything that you can tell us that JetBlue has in store other than the Boston to London route of like, hey, keep your eyes open for this. This is an exciting new thing coming up next year. Yeah, I mean, for sure, you know, the program for Mosaic Plus is quote unquote ending this year, but they will definitely have an update on the future of it and just the future of all those temporary perks. Probably look out in the fall. That's when you'll get to hear all those exciting announcements. I don't know if you saw, but we also added Blade helicopter transfers for Mosaic Plus members, which is fantastic. It's pretty niche, I would say, unless you're based in New York City. But like, I mean, that is one of my bucket list, you know, items. I haven't done Blade yet, but that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, Mosaic Plus. I did not get to this level, but one of those other ways to make Mint much more affordable was if you had Mosaic Plus this year, you could just book an economy seat on a Mint route. And then as long as there was availability, you could move to Mint for no extra charge. So you could book a flight from New York to Los Angeles on a Mint route, pay the economy price, get upgraded all the way to Mint, pending availability 24 hours before departure. And you would get to do this four times in a year. So four Mint routes, that's, that's a pretty great deal. And I hope that's something that they get to keep in the future. If anybody is like, well... I just want to fly a mint for free on standby as an employee. Is JetBlue hiring right now? Because I feel like every airline is hiring right now. Every airline is hiring, especially JetBlue. I mean, we are, I think we hired our 5,000th employee like last month. 
like for 2022. So 5,000 new people in like a span of five months. It's pretty crazy. And so, yes, always hiring, whether you want to join, you know, the flight attendant team, that's a really fun gig. Obviously, you get to travel all around the world with that too. But also on the corporate side, I, I know a lot of people when I say I work at JetBlue, they're like, oh, are you a flight attendant? Like, obviously, there's so many other roles besides that. So I know we're hiring on our communications team. So anyone who wants to deal with the craziness of the airlines and our whole spirit debacle, feel free to apply. There's plenty of roles. Happy to connect as well with anyone. The loyalty team is really fun. I was actually considering maybe doing that instead of what I'm doing now, but I wanted to write. So I'm not really like businessy. I know that requires a lot of analytics and I don't really have that on my background. I'm mostly just journalism. So I decided communications is probably a better fit for me but tons of loyalty roles, opening marketing roles. Yeah, just all across the board. I would say there's always something. Like we have a whole sustainability department. If you open the careers page, I think there's like 10, 12 pages of roles that are open. Awesome. And as we kind of wrap up here, what would you say is your number one piece of advice for people listening today? Yeah, I would say, you know, as an airline employee, like obviously I get to fly these flights, you know, standby for free and it looks all glamorous and whatnot. But I would say I still use points and miles every single day. Like I, you know, sometimes it's nice to get a confirmed flight and not have the stress. Oh, I'm not going to make it back home today. So I would say even if maybe if you're listening and you're also an airline employee, definitely maximize those benefits to, you know, get a credit card and, you know, still fly using points and miles. My biggest thing in 2022 was opening a hotel credit card. I never had one, but that has unlocked a ton of possibilities for me. I've been able, flying for free is great, but then where do you stay? So I've been maximizing hotel credit cards. I found this to be extremely lucrative, especially as of recent, as hotel prices have skyrocketed. So I would say take a look at that if you haven't considered that before. It's not all just flying because you do have to stay somewhere when you fly somewhere. Awesome. That's great advice. And speaking of great advice, can you give a shout out to somebody else that listeners should follow today? Sure. So I'm going to give a shout out to my old manager at the Points Guy, Juan Ruiz. He also is no longer there, but he's kind of doing his own thing, freelancing. He has a new child and a huge family. So he's been just living the life and you know spending time with his kids. But he's kind of who I learned a lot of this from. I mean, he was my editor and just really a great resource. He is so knowledgeable about everything related to points and miles and especially family travel. So I think that if you have a chance to have him on the show, I think he would be super beneficial because now he has a family of five and he even booked business class next year to Europe for his like his child is like two months old. So highly recommend checking out his stuff. He has a lot of good insight on how to book. What's the handle? Uh, at Double Duty Daddy. So he, even though he only had twins for a while and he's not, he said he's not going to change his handle to Triple Duty Daddy now that he has a third child, which I always ask him about and joke about. But yes, highly recommend checking out his stuff and his freelance work. Where can we find you on the internet? So I'm at Stella J. Sean, and you can also Google my name to find any guides that I've written in the past. And also just reach out to me on Instagram. Happy to answer any more questions and just talk all things airlines and points and miles. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Stella, for coming on the show today. It was such a pleasure speaking with you and learning all the ins and outs of the JetBlue program. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. If any of the cards mentioned in today's episode piqued your interest, please check out the links in the show notes for more information on any of the cards. 
Also, if you apply for a card using the links on that page, I may receive a commission too, so please and thank you. P.S. I hear the links work better in Internet Explorer or Safari, and sometimes the credit card applications tend to glitch out in Chrome. Additionally, it would mean the world to me if you could subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and share it with a friend. And if you would like to make even more travel hacking friends, please sign up for the Patreon to access our monthly masterclass hangouts. We dive deep into a particular points program each month, and you'll get to ask all of your travel hacking questions and enjoy being around other people who enjoy points and miles just as much as you and I do. If you would like an invite to the next one, head over to geobreeztravel.com slash hangouts to sign up to be on the invite list. Take care and happy travels!